It's time for JT the Brick. I'm working for free today. Get the blank out of here. The tackles that are coming into this program have now got to, one of them's got to pop like Daryl Russell. One of them's got to pop. Who's it going to be? How long have we been waiting for a young defensive tackle to come in here since Daryl Russell and go, I got this. Don't take me off the field. I'm a beast. JT the Brick. I'm on a roll. I want an elite superstar, 25-year-old linebacker who's going to play five years in a row. You're going to pay him a new contract, and he's just great. This place hasn't done that well, and now Dave Ziegler probably could do a much better job at that position, I would believe, because the Patriots had a lot of good linebackers. Play that rant again. I'll get the hell out of here. And now, here's JT the Brick. And filling in for JT today, here's Harry Ruiz. Raider Nation, it's our number two of the JT The Brick Show on a very warm Monday afternoon out here in Las Vegas. It's going to be hot as well in July. Those of us who have lived here for a while know that July, it's very, very hot. Fortunately, we have a stadium right next to the Strip that is domed, that's indoors, that you can control the weather inside of it because, why is it great? We get big events in July and coming up, Three soccer games. We had already spoken about America versus Chelsea with Jesus Lopez, who's a host here in the Portas Vegas 1460 AM, our sister station, and is the voice in Spanish of the Vegas Golden Knights. And now we're going to talk with him again because it was announced that there will be two more soccer matches at Allegiant Stadium. So July 16, Chelsea against America. But then as well, the weekend of July 22nd and the 23rd, we got two more matches, Juventus versus Chivas and Real Madrid versus Barcelona. Jesus, welcome to the JT The Brick Show, man. How you doing? Hey, how you doing, Harry? Here, Good to be here. Thank you for having me again. Of course. And you're... this is just crazy. This is just crazy. I'm just, uh, when, I, when I heard the news, we heard about this uh, a few months ago. But when I heard news about, you know, that uh, we're going to have El Clásico from La Liga Española, Barcelona versus Real Madrid is just amazing. This is going to change uh, how things are done as far as soccer is concerned forever. No yeah. doubt about it. And we know that LVCVA has been working a lot with folks from marketing firms to bring soccer to Las yes. Vegas. And they had the Leagues Cup. They had uh, Leon versus Sounders play that final here. Of That's course, right. doesn't have a lot of fans out here to not a lot of folks came to Las Vegas for that because no disrespect to Leon and the Sounders and then finding out a week or two before the game that you could make a trip to Vegas. Flights are expensive. Hotels get expensive once it's close to the date. So I don't fault them. But then you had Mexico versus United States, the Gold Cup final. That's right. There wasn't an empty seat in that stadium. No, and that no, was, was when packed. it was like, hey. It was packed. Yeah, it looked beautiful. But, you know, uh, regrettably so. We lost. But the thing is that... It was so enjoyable. It was such a nice game. And, and everybody, you know, was just having a great time inside the Allegiant Stadium, as you said, you know, your own climate and everything. It doesn't get any better than that. So you said we lost. So that means Mexico, Mexico lost. Mexico lost. One and nothing. Yes. I also, I'm also a Mexico guy. I'll root for the Mexican national team. And after the Mexican national team, it's the no, U.S. Men's national fact, team. We have to yeah. face the fact that uh, uh, United States soccer has grown very, very much. And, and now it's a strong league and everything. But... But, but this is going to change. Uh, on my view, with all due respect, the uh, United States uh, soccer team has to stop playing soccer, and now they're playing football. You know, that, to me, that's the change. That's the main thing. But having Juventus, where, I mean, uh, so there, is, there, me... is an, there is an American player with Juve. Yeah, of with course. With La, La Vecchia Signora. There's an American player. Is uh, everybody knows a Weston McKinney. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's that's a 
big plus for this uh, match. And Juventus are the defending champions of Calcio right. out there in the league in, right. in uh, Italy. But as well, so you already spoke about America. You don't like that team down there in Mexico. We spoke about them last week. Chivas, what can you tell me about them? Well, Chivas is uh, El Campeonísimo. It's a team with the most uh, uh, Chiva most championships. championships. Yes, and well, it's second place because America has 13 and Chivas has uh, 12. But most of the Chivas uh, uh, cups, they're one-year tournaments, and uh, most of, um, some of America's uh, uh, achievements are only six-month uh, tournaments. So, uh, but yeah, Chivas is the most beloved uh, team in Mexico, no doubt about it. The most popular one. And it's going to be a very, very interesting match. So in Mexico, you always talk about Los Cuatro Grandes, the four big teams in Mexico. Mm -hmm. And in the top of those four are America, Chivas, and those are interchangeable depending on who you ask. But they're definitely the two most popular teams in all of Mexico. And Las Vegas is going to have both of them here in a one-week one span. Week. Yes. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> and we also going to have the best teams in the world you know, Real Madrid and Barcelona. What does that tell you about Las Vegas as a sports city? Well, number one, the MLS is coming. That's for sure. And number two, this is going to change how things are done uh, as far as uh, sports uh, is uh, concerned, international sports. I mean, we're going to have people from all over the United States. I mean, it, Chelsea, When Chelsea shows up, I mean... It's just going to be a lot of English people. John Barr must be really happy about this. <laughs> I, my friend John Barr. And, and uh, a lot of uh, people from uh, San Fr I mean, all of the area, San Francisco, San Diego. Los all Angeles, the West Phoenix. Coast. Yeah, all the West Coast. It's just like, like uh, it's going to be like a magnet. And, and I think this is a thermometer that is going to show the organizers uh, what this can bring to our city. And the economical impact is going to be just humongous. I mean, amazing. We're talking with Jesus Lopez, host on our sister station, Deportes Vegas, 1460 AM. You can listen to him every day. It's 5 to 7? 5 to 7. 5 yes. to 7 PM on Cantina Deportes Vegas. And also the Spanish voice of the Vegas Golden Knights. All the goal calls that you hear in our sister stations around here, ESPN Sports as well. It's Jesus Lopez screaming those goals. And a lot of folks are going to be screaming goals out. Well, we hope that they're going <laughs> to be screaming goals no, out here definitely. in Las Vegas in these three games because I would hate it. That's my only but with soccer that I don't like. So who do you the, prefer, the no Barcelona or Real Madrid? Oh, I'm Real Madrid all day. But I, what I hate about soccer is the 0-0 zero, zero draws. Like when they tie and they don't score, I'm like, I was sitting there for 90 minutes and you couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. Hockey. If they, if they don't score in three periods, <laughs> they'll go to overtime. If they don't score in overtime, they go they'll to go penalty. to shootouts. Yeah, shootouts. I mean, <laughs> they find a way to get people celebrating. In soccer, no. if it's not a championship game and they score, they, they go scoreless, they're okay going home like that. I don't like that. But FIFA, well. FIFA should change that forever. Yeah, you know, give that's, us penalty that's, kicks or yeah, something. Whatever, you know, flip a coin at least. Whatever. No, no, but I need know, to see get, a goal get, or get, two. Get, get a winner, you know. And we're I'm, talking about soccer because we got, like we said, America Chelsea, July 16th. Chivas Juventus, July 22nd. Real Madrid Barcelona, July 23rd. 
three games with top teams in their respective countries in an eight-day span in Las Vegas. Real Madrid-Barcelona. I remember when they played the first El Clásico in the United States in Miami a couple of years ago. I used to work for Telemundo, and I worked with um, the anchor, Antonio Teixeira, mm -hmm. who's now in at the network in Miami. Back then, he's a Real Madrid fan. Yeah, when Antonio, he, big fan. Yeah. When he found out that they were going to play in Miami, he came over to me. He's like, dude, help me get tickets. If you get the tickets, I'll buy the flights. It, we got to go. We got to go. And it was back then when Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi were with the team. And he's like, we got to go. Tickets sold out immediately despite prices being ridiculously up through the roof. So this game, I think El Clásico has only been played outside of um, Spain once in Peru. Or once in South America for sure, once in Miami. I think it was Venezuela. Or Venezuela, sorry. Yeah, Venezuela, Venezuela, Miami, mm -hmm. recently in Doha for a championship game yes. that they had there. And now Las Vegas. Las Vegas is the fourth city in history to not be in Spain to host this game. Well, we have to ask to ourselves, which team around the world doesn't want to have a game in Las Vegas? You take advantage of a lot of things, you know, you can have your family over, you know, spend a few days over here, enjoy what Las Vegas is about, because there's no other city like Las Vegas around the world. I mean, I mean, they they can do whatever they want in Dubai, but it will never be Las Vegas because of a lot of things. But the but the 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 thing that we're gonna enjoy in this uh, in this city, you know, the Chinese, you know what the Chinese say: "May you live in interesting times and interesting places." Well, this is it, both of them. Interesting time in a very interesting place. Vegas is going to change forever with the sports, with professional sports coming in. We had, the, first of all, the Vegas Golden Knights five years ago, and, and, and they gave us a, the magical first season. And then uh, we have uh, the Raiders. And allegedly the uh, Oakland Athletics are coming and a lot of other things like the MLS. And Shaquille O'Neal... I mean, uh, LeBron James, he wants to bring the NBA team over here to Vegas, you know. He says, I have the money to do that, you know. So that's what he said. I mean, yeah, he, also owns, he also owns a, a, a home here, LeBron James. If there's a sports team in uh, the United States that's looking to relocate, and it's not NFL or, uh, of that's course, NHL, because those already have squads out here, I'm pretty sure Vegas is lifting their hand and being like, hey, you know what? We can get you a home over here. So Chelsea versus America, those tickets are on sale right now. And then the Juventus, Chivas, and the Real Madrid-Barcelona games, if I'm correct, they come out on sale this weekend. So keep your eye open on that. Jesus, uh, well, June 17th. So yeah, that's definitely this weekend when they come out on sale. There's a couple of pre-sales before the Friday one. So sign up at the Allegiant Stadium uh, website to get pre-sale information. Uh, Chelsea we already said Christian Pulisic. Yes. They got an American guy there. McKinney with Juventus. With Juventus at Turin. Yeah. You got two Mexican teams. You got Barcelona, Real Madrid. What? How can you get soccer even bigger in Las Vegas? Because the World Cup isn't coming. Allegiant Stadium isn't in the finalists for the stadiums that will be played. The, the biggest tournament in sports in 2026. But... What do you do next? Because Las Vegas always finds a way to do something bigger than what they already did. Uh, I don't think I don't think there's not, nothing can top this kind of events. Nothing. I mean, having uh, Barcelona and Real Madrid over here is just and Chelsea. You know, it's like like 
And Juve. And America. And Chivas. All of them champions. All of them champions. So the best teams in the world are going to be at the Allegiant Stadium in less than one week. Amazing. Amazing. And of course, I know you will be out there. You will be doing great coverage both online and on the radio. Yes, and, we will, yeah. and people definitely got to be tuning in because. The Portes Vegas is going to be there. That's for sure. If I want to talk about soccer, I know Jesus is the guy <laughs> to talk to. Any predictions for the game? Because we also got to say, they're preseason games, they're friendly games, they're not competition El on Clásico the line. Clásico is but never a friendly game. I mean, it's never a friendly game. And, and for Chivas, it's about pride. So. Any, any, uh, and also, you know, America versus Chelsea is also about pride. So we're going to have very good matches, that's for sure. Um, these guys aren't going to give anything for free. That's, that's another, you know, El Clásico from Spain is like, like never friendly. So yeah. we're going to see very good. Th and, and all of their stars are coming with them, you know. There's like, it's not like the second team or anything like that. All of the stars are coming, so that's a good thing. We're talking with Jesus Lopez, host on Deportes Vegas, 1460 AM, play-by-play -play announcer for the Vegas Golden Knights in Spanish. Soccer is going to invade Allegiant Stadium next month. Three top-tier matches at the Raiders' house. Chelsea versus America, July 16th. Juventus versus Chivas, July 22nd. Real Madrid, Barcelona, July 23rd. So, <gasps> locals... Should they be going out there to watch it? Because I know that a lot of people from out of town will be coming in, but the locals, how would you sell this to them? Well, if they want to see the top of soccer around the world and also see all of their, you know, idols live, they have to be there. There's, there's, you just cannot miss this. This is one in a, one in a lifetime, but I'm, I'm sure that this is going to be happening uh, more often after the results of this uh, of these matches, but I'm sure it's going to happen again and again and again. But then you have a lot of uh, other teams like Villarreal, like Liverpool, Manchester United, great teams like Milan, La Roma. All of those teams are going to they, they're going to be here in Vegas. That's for sure. All of they want to have a match here. Yeah, I mean, this is Las Vegas. And in the past, Real Madrid has played out here in Las Vegas already. Yeah, they, they played yeah. against Santos. I Santos remember that Carreon, one. Yes. In, uh, Cristiano Boyd, Ronaldo was with them. Sam Boyd, Sam Boyd Stadium. Mm -hmm. They played there. But when you talk about the windows that they have to be able to have these opportunities to play friendlies abroad, not over there, July, I mean, you don't want to play outdoors when it's 120 degrees. That's right. Well, so, back then, uh, allegedly... Uh, the match was going to be Real Madrid versus Juventus. Something happened with that thing, and 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 uh, they changed at the last uh, minute Juventus for Santos from Mexico. But it still it was a great game. Yeah, I know uh, everybody. People had, yeah, people had a lot of a lot of fun. Everybody in Torreón, where Santos Laguna is from, was happy <laughs> because they were able to see their team playing against Cristiano Ronaldo, against Iker Casillas, against all the the best team in the world at that moment. Yeah. Exactly. And heck, right now, yeah, Real Madrid doesn't have Cristiano Ronaldo anymore, but they got Karim Benzema, who's going to win the award for the best player in the world this year. Uh, and then you also, like Marcelo, I think he just announced today that he's leaving the squad, but you got Vinicius. They ain't going to get Mbappe. But beside, despite all that, they won the Champions League again, and they were down against Paris Saint-Germain. They were down against uh, top teams from England, and they were able to come back and win games. That's what a big name does. Exactly. A big team always finds a way to win, and Real Madrid has done it. 
Raider Nation, listening today here on 920 AM, Raider Nation Radio, believe us when we tell you, we know that if you're listening to this station right now, it's because you're football fans. Maybe not football, but if you're in Vegas and you got an opportunity and you can spend a couple of bucks to go to these games, Don't miss it, them. it's a spectacle. You shouldn't miss them. You're going to have a great time, and it's completely different, a fan base from football games the soccer games, yes. it's completely different. So The ambience is going to be unbelievable. Like, even though you don't like America, their fans, they bring a special flavor to every of game. Of course they do. Chivas, you love them. Those fans, they go crazy for their <laughs> squad from Guadalajara. And, of course, Real Madrid, Barcelona. I got work that night at 7 o'clock, so I'm hoping. They still haven't announced the time for the game. I'm hoping that they do it earlier in the day. That way I can go and work well, last, the, work uh, last the game, Last time too. Uh, Chivas confronted one of those uh, teams, it was in San Diego versus Barcelona, and Chivas won 4-1. So with amazing goals. Hey, Chivas yeah. against Juventus, I mean. Yes. You never know. It could happen again. Jesus Lopez, where can people find you on social media? And, of course, we already talked about your show, but please plug it, plug it away. Yeah. Football de Doble Picante is where they can find it. Football de Doble Picante on uh, YouTube, on Facebook, on uh, uh, Twitter. And uh, we're always there, you know, and just waiting for more information from the Vegas Golden Knights. And if they want to find it in Spanish, go to Fútbol de Doble Picante, Deportes Vegas, 1460 AM. And, of course, it's important to put out there all this information for the Latino community of because course. you want to make the Latino community even more informed. And, and you have no idea how passionate Latino community has become for the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah. I mean, we had a winner team, and that's... Everybody wants a winner team, and then Vegas Golden Knights provided it uh, big time. And you know what? The Raiders, they still haven't had a losing season out here in Las Vegas. That helps, too. They got eight and eight and first year. Good. <laughs> eight and eight first year, 10 and seven this year. So, well, this past season. Hopefully, it keeps on growing next year, and the Raiders can keep growing their fan base even more. And we that's something the Golden Knights did their first year. They had fans up in the castle, and they would switch their jerseys from their yeah, old yeah. team to their new team. <laughs> I'm like, that. we want to switch fans also out here in Las Vegas that root for their home squads maybe and make them Raider fans. I believe they did it a couple of times, right? I've been changing the jersey. Um, At Raider games, I still haven't seen it. No, no I but... Believe- I believe they show something on the big screen, but hey, it's it's always uh, it's always fun to go to those uh, Raiders games. I loved it. I just loved it. And and as I said, you know, it's 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 Vegas and it's changing big time. It's not what it used to be 40 years ago. Not anymore. Nope. And we're getting more and more. Jesus Lopez, thank you so much, thank man. You for having Listen me. to Jesus's show every day, Monday through Friday, Deportes Vegas, fourteen sixty AM, five to seven PM. Don't miss it. Jesus, muchas gracias. Muchas gracias. And go, Knights, go! And go, Raiders! Raider Nation, let's take a break. And coming right back, we'll take more of your calls. We'll hear from Devontae Adams and something that started making the rounds in the media that you got to hear the whole interview that Devontae did and put it into context. And as well, Tyreek Hill, he spoke on his podcast about his contract situation with Kansas City. We'll have that and more. And taking your calls, 702-365-9200. This is the JT The Brick Show.
Yeah, like you said, I mean, those guys have been with me since I came in here. So um, to do this with them, it's fun. You know, we kind of already know each other, kind of, you know, everybody know everybody's kind of skill set. So um, to come in with those guys, it's fun to see, you know, us encouraging the new guys, encouraging the younger guys. Um, we're going to continue to do that. Trayvon Merrick, part of a mostly young defensive backroom for the Raiders, and they got a big test this 2022 season, knowing that they'll have to face the AFC West opponents twice. And it's going to be tough, but I got a feeling they're going to be up for the challenge. And coming up right here, right now on the phone line, we got Mitch from New Jersey. Mitch, what's on your mind? I was going to say thanks for taking my call. Of course, man. Uh, hey, with, uh, I think Golden State, I think I'm more talent, but they got to make a, a bold move. I think they should rest, sit Mr. Draymond Green, put on Kaminga, it's more athletic, it's a little taller. I think he'll even up with the, one of the Williams, who just as good. And, um, you know, it's just any year, when do you think the, uh, Vegas will be getting a baseball and a basketball team? When? I'm not sure. Yeah, what do you think? But I got a feeling they're definitely going to get him. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind. And add the soccer team as well with the MLS. In the next five years, I got a feeling Vegas is going to have every uh, franchise in every major league out here in the United States. It's I got no doubt about that. That's and about, about Golden State, I mean, I've heard that about Draymond Green. Fans being disappointed at him and him not taking shots in the paint and deferring to his teammates when he has an open shot. But Draymond Green, the fans might have gotten to him, but now he's going to be at a safe haven where every fan is going to be cheering on him tonight, and this might be a make-or-break for him. If he's still deferring and not taking shots and not feeling himself in a groove, it might be a time where Steve Kerr will be thinking, you know what, maybe I give my young guys on the bench a shot in these minutes. But so far, all we've heard from his teammates, from Steph, from Clay, and the rest of the crew in Golden State is that Draymond, he's part of the key core for their players. So it's definitely going to be interesting tonight at 6 o'clock. Mitch, who you got? Warriors or Celtics? Game 5. Oh, I got Warriors. I think uh, Clay's going to have a big game. Curry's MVP. They'll have, they'll have the, uh, the, they should make the new logo him, him and, and the shimmy. <laughs> there you go thank you so much for the call mitch in new jersey he wanted to talk hoops he wanted to talk about las vegas and potentially other franchises coming into town and taking over those parts of the calendar when there's basketball when there's baseball when there's mls soccer this is a non-stop city and of course we got to have non-stop sports and someone that has been non-stop on the headlines is Devonte adams he was asked this past thursday to compare Derek carr and aaron Rodgers. and espn and other outlets they just put out graphics and the only quote they included was as far as talents and ability it's really similar if i'm keeping it real and that was Devonte adams on comparing aaron Rodgers and Derek carr with what the graphic put out there on espn and other media outlets when in reality you gotta hear the whole context of his quote we heard it here live on thursday but here it is again raider nation because a lot of you you just see social media and you get too far-fetched when seeing oh car uh, adam said that cars car and rogers are uh very similar here's what he had to say what are some of the maybe subtle similarities or differences between rogers and Carr since you've worked with both of them for so many years. 
I mean, it's tough to compare. It's, it's really apples and oranges. It's just such a different ball game. I mean, obviously you have Aaron who's cemented as, you know, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. That's just like comparing me to like Jerry Rice. You know, it'd be tough to do because Jerry's put together what he's done and it's undeniable respect for him. And me, I'm still I'm still going. And there's still a lot that I gotta do to be able to be mentioned with Jerry. And I and I'm aware of that. And I think Derek is also aware of that, um, you know, from a big picture. But as far as talent and ability, I mean it's really similar if I'm keeping it real. There you go. That was a whole context of it apples to oranges they're different guys it's like if you're asking that's what Devonta said asking to compare Devonte to jerry rice and he gave his guy props his current guy Derek carr and also gave props to his former guy aaron Rodgers. and at the same time later he ended up giving giving props to jordan love as well take the whole answer but what is social media nowadays they just give you something short and sweet that's going to have clicks, that's going to make people interact with the tweet. Like, I'm, I'm seeing the SportsCenter one right now from ESPN, and it has 750 retweets, 1,692 quote tweets, 17,100 likes. That's what they wanted. They wanted the clicks. They didn't matter to take what Devontae Adams had said out of context. It's like, no, take the whole thing. He gave both of his guy props, and I remember Thursday as well. Devontae said that he declined going out to golf with Aaron Rodgers the day before the match when Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes paired up against Josh Allen and, sorry, Rodgers and Tom Brady paired up against Mahomes and Josh Allen. Rodgers invited Devontae Adams to practice with him, and Devontae said, no, I I got an OTA with the Raiders. I got to go and put my work in. Yeah, pro bowler, all pro, one of the best in the league, if not the best wide receivers in the league. He went to work first. Give him practice, and then after practice, maybe we'll go golf. And that's what happened this weekend. Devontae posted on his Instagram stories. He was golfing with Aaron Rodgers. So they're still buddies. But now his BFF, he's in silver and black. That's Derek Carr. Raider Nation, if you weren't listening earlier today in the top of the show, first hour, I was asking you guys, what do you prefer? During most of his career so far, Derek Carr has had good to great offensive lines, but his weapons, talking about the guys that he's throwing the ball to, they're not up in that level. This year, it seems like his weapons are... Sorry, I'll correct that. His weapons are good to great, but the offensive line, there's a lot of people putting question marks on him, including Pro Football Focus, who released their power rankings, their tiers on uh, offensive lines so far this season, and they got the Raiders in the bottom tier, the one that they titled Problematic. They got him 29th in the league, only above the Pittsburgh Steelers, Chicago Bears, and Seattle Seahawks. So, in the league's perspective, Raiders offensive line this year, it's not great. But the weapons, everybody's praising them. What do you prefer, Raider Nation? What we've had mostly over the last eight years, which has been good offensive line play, weapons, they're good, but you can't put them up there with amazing. This year, you're going to have 
amazing weapons and people putting question marks over your offensive line. Which one do you prefer? Call in 702-365-9200. Or you can also hit me up on social media at Harry Ruiz, H-A-R-R-Y-R-U-I-Z on Twitter and at Harry underscore Ruiz on Instagram. I want to hear from you. Thank you to Raiders 2K who's listening to the show. He let us know on Twitter earlier today. So... Switching over to another team, the Kansas City Chiefs. In my opinion, they got a little bit weaker or not as strong by letting go of Tyreek Hill. A lot of folks were like, all right, Tyreek Hill, he just chased the bag. He wanted to leave. He wanted to go to the team that was going to pay him the most. Chiefs weren't willing to do so or what happened there? Or he just, he was with Drew Rosenhaus. That's his agent. And a lot of folks was like, oh, Drew Rosenhaus might have made him a greedy guy and forced him to leave Kansas City. So the cool thing about what's going on today where everybody has a voice with social media, that everybody can put out a podcast and can do their own show, that applies as well to athletes. And Tyreek Hill, he released a new podcast just a couple of days ago, and he put out a good teaser on it uh, last week, and I was like, ooh, I want to hear it. I heard it over the weekend, and this was a very interesting quote, in my opinion, courtesy of the It Needed to Be Said podcast hosted by Tyreek Hill with Drew Rosenhaus as a special guest. Well, when the season ended, just to uh, get to your question, we went to the team, and we basically said, hey, you know, Tyreek did a contract uh, after his third year. He's outplayed that deal. Um, but we were really far apart on the numbers. You know, we felt strongly that Tyreek was the best receiver in football right. and deserved to get paid that way. You know, they were very complimentary of Tyreek, but they were not prepared to make him the highest paid receiver in football. Exactly. But and, Drew, and, but Drew. And, and then what happened was the Devontae Adams deal got done. And I called Tyreek and I said, look, here's a guy that uh, is, is older than you isn't as accomplished in my mind as you in terms of all the things that Tyreek can do um, with the football and away from the football's ability to stretch defenses and open things up for Kelsey. And when Adams got the huge deal, I, I spoke to Tyreek and I we both agreed that we were going to put the pressure on the Chiefs, that they were either going to do a deal like that um or it wasn't a great fit anymore because the respect isn't isn't mutual if you don't see it that way and um i talked to brett veach the team gm and i outlined the deal that that adam's got and that it should be a no-brainer for them to do that deal for us right and if if they didn't want to do that type of deal then we would get them a blockbuster trade i flat out told them that i felt like I, I could talk to teams around the league and and bring a bunch of bring great compensation. And I think the Chiefs uh, initially wanted to challenge us and see what we could get uh, from other teams contractually and what we could also get. Crazy, right? But we uh, haven't we haven't yeah, reached you know, the crazy compensation part. Wise, we haven't right? the crazy part yet. The crazy part. Hold on, hold on, Drew. Pause. I'm gonna pause you. Crazy part is yeah. I, I talked to Patrick Mahomes. I talked to uh, Andy Reid right? right for thirty minutes for like thirty minutes or so. Right. I talked to both of them on the phone. I'm like, hey, coach, yo, like, 
I don't even got to be the highest paid for real. Right. I just want to be. I just want to be put in a in 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 like a realistic position. That's that's like realistic for me and my family, right? You want to be compensated for your talent. Exactly. I don't got to get thirty million. I, I'm 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 I, at least give me twenty five. Right. Twenty six. Right. You know they they, they wouldn't even. They wouldn't even giving so, <laughs> numbers. So even completely ignore the fact that you're taking two and three defenders across the field to make completely. way for, tra- for for Kelsey to have these completely, historical numbers. Completely, man, it's crazy wow. how how the business works, man. But like I say, I I tried my best. I talked to the big man Andy Reid. Right. I talked to the quarterback. I'm like, look, can we make something happen? Right. Can we make something happen? Can the guarantee money make sense to me? Right. So he definitely sounds Tyreek Hill via the It Needed to Be Said podcast. He wanted to stay in Kansas City, and he was willing to not be the best-paid wide receiver in the NFL. By that time, Devontae Adams had already gotten his contract with the Raiders, five years, $141.25 million. It's reported by the NFL Network's Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissero. That's an annual average of $28.25 million. He went to Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. He said it on his podcast. He was willing to take $25 a year or $26, but he just wanted to get paid what he thought he was worth. He had already outplayed his rookie deal, and he got signed a, into an extension before the final year of his rookie deal. But now he wanted more money. The Chiefs weren't willing to budge and be like, hey, you know what? All right, you can go get something for me. Go for it. And they ended up getting a historic package from the Miami Dolphins, who now have a great duo right there with Tua Tungavailoa. If he can get the ball out and he can be precise with it, Tyreek Hill's going to be dangerous. And fortunately for the Raider Nation, he'll be dangerous against other teams, not the Raiders twice a year, just like he was since he debuted in the league. So Raider Nation, got to thank General Manager Ziegler. He did the deal for Devontae Adams. He reset the whole whole wide receiver market. And Tyreek Hill, you heard it right there through him and Drew Rosenhaus. Once the Devontae Adams deal was made, they thought, or they think that they're better than Adams, so they wanted more money, or at least something similar. Chiefs weren't want, willing to do so. Tyreek Hill is gone. He won one championship with the Chiefs. He lost another Super Bowl, two Super Bowl appearances, and now he's off to South Beach. Let's see how those Miami Dolphins end up doing with Devontae Adams on their lineup. But look at, at those numbers from Tyreek Hill, the cheetah. Four seasons with at least 1,100 yards. One of them, his best, 2018, 1,479 yards. Two years with 10-plus touchdowns. The guy's a, guy's a threat. And like I said, fortunately, he's no longer going to be facing the Raiders twice a year. Or hopefully, it happens in the future, once in the regular season, once in the postseason. I'd be down to face him twice like that. He doesn't have Tyreek Hill, uh, doesn't have Travis Kelsey no more right there, too. So it's going to be interesting what they're going to be doing in Kansas City. They still got Travis Kelsey. They added Juju Smith-Schuster, but Juju is in no way, shape, or form Tyreek Hill. So ah, they still got Patrick Mahomes, though. It's going to be it's going to be definitely interesting for the Raiders this 2022 campaign. The division is hard, but in my opinion... The dark horse in the national media's eyes would be the Raiders. 
Go out there and shock the world. Same challenge I put out there earlier for the offensive line. Pro Football Focus thinks you're the fourth worst offensive line in the league. Well, go prove them wrong. Put in the work every single day. They got you in tier six as a problematic. Go out there. Prove them something. If you weren't here earlier today, I was talking about this Pro Football Focus offensive line unit rankings. And they have one of their tiers which is tier number four, it says at least one good tackle. And right there they went 18 through number 24? Yeah, 18 through 24. Raiders weren't there. I'm like, what the hell? Colton Miller, you're telling me he's not a good tackle? Come on. And then tier five, uninspiring. They got like three or four teams in that tier as well. And the Raiders, they put him as the first team in tier six. Problematic. All right. You know what? I like and I believe in Colton Miller. I like and I believe in Denzel Good. Andre James, he went from being a starter for the first time in his career, a bona fide starter that from week one, he was the man. He was the chosen one, and he was struggling at the beginning of the season. By the end of the year, I liked what I saw from him. Give him a chance, Raider Nation. And okay, National media, they don't know who Andre James is. Well, guess what? We do. He's been in the in the Raiders for a couple of years now. We know who he is. And on this projected starting lineup, they got Dylan Parham as a right guard who just got drafted by the Raiders in the third round a couple of months ago. And then at right tackle, Alex Leatherwood, which has been what we have seen when the Raiders have opened practice to the media. Alex Leatherwood has been getting a lot of practice time at right tackle with the ones with the starting unit. So, tackle, that has been a that was a hard position for Alex Sutherwood last year. That's what they drafted him to do, the previous regime. So, uh, I understand when where there's that concern right there with him, but there's always growth from year 1 to year 2. Colton Miller, Raider Nation. I know you remember that draft in 2018 when the Raiders traded down, they ended up picking Colton Miller, and it was like, all right, well, hopefully you can help the offensive line. That rookie season was hard. It was very tough. But look at where he is now. Before last season, he was already extended. They paid him. Why? Because he's not only good, he's above good. He's great. He's the one protecting Derek Carr's blind side. You don't want opposing players hitting Carr from behind. You've seen it before. If I remember correctly, one game ended that way last season. The Raiders, they were in offensive territory. Carr got hit from behind. Sack, fumble, game over. You don't want Carr getting hit from behind. That was one of only four sacks. That Colton Miller allowed all year long. I'll take that number. Four sacks in a whole season by an offensive lineman that was the left tackle. He's playing against the best pass rusher from the opposing team. And he only allowed four sacks all season long. He didn't miss a single game. He didn't miss a single game, Raider Nation, in 2021. His first game missed happened in 2020. And he was out for one game. He came back. You want that consistency. You want a guy that's not going to be 
a question mark every game. Is he available? Is he not? Remember Trent Brown? He only played half of the games that he was under contract for with the Raiders. Richie Incognito? And believe me, I respect all these guys. But Richie Incognito, right before the season started last year, hurt. Didn't even make it through the preseason. Denzel Good, who was the jack-of-all-trades in 2020, when Trent Brown got hurt, he'd go in at right tackle. Rich Incognito got hurt, he went in at left guard. Last year, ran out of luck real early. He got hurt in week one. But he's under contract this year. And I got a feeling Denzel Good, he's going to come out with a hunger to have revenge. He wanted to be out there on the field with, for the Raiders last year. He wanted to help this team make it to the playoffs like they ended up doing so. But injuries happen, and he got hurt in week one. Unfortunate, and that's where the shuffling of cards that you had to do with the Raiders and the offensive line. Okay, who's going to play right tackle this week? Who's going to play right guard? Andre James, you know, knew who he was a center, but then, damn, this guy's hurt. That guy's hurt. Who's going in there? And you had to figure it out on the fly. And the Raiders, some way, somehow, ended up with Derek Carr having his most productive year yards-wise, throwing the ball. Josh Jacobs, towards the end of the season, he got close to 900 yards despite being hurt. The Raiders were productive, and that was despite the offensive line not being a groomed product from preseason, from training camp, until the end of the campaign. So, Raider Nation, I will say this. I like this offensive line if the guys can keep growing. Parham, he's a rookie. There might be growing pains just like there were with Alex Leatherwood. Alex Leatherwood, I got a feeling he's going to be good this year. So we'll wait and see what happens with that. Raider Nation, you got your final chance to call in today here on the JT The Brick Show, 702-365-9200. What do you prefer to have? A great offensive line or great offensive weapons? Call me and let me know. I'm Harry Ruiz here filling in for JT the Brick. JT is back this week, Wednesday and Friday. He just came back from some well-earned vacation, so you'll be listening to him here real soon on Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. Um, and I just look forward to, you know, Monday. Leave this one behind us. Learn from it. You know, watch the film. Things like that. But, you know, everybody probably feels like they got to be better, myself included. You know, just go get it on Monday. Jason Tatum right there with the Boston Celtics. He's going to be very, very important for the Celtics today in game number five against the Warriors in the NBA Finals. The series is back in the Bay Area. Chase Center. Let's see how they bring it, the energy. You saw the Garden in Boston. They were going wild. They were going crazy. Dubs fans, they need to show up. They need to show out. They got to show that they can put the pressure on the visiting side, despite now being on the other side of the bay, despite being a little bit more bougie in that building. They can still show it. And the, the Warriors, they definitely, definitely need it. Another team that needed to bring it this weekend that they didn't 
were the LA Dodgers, who I jinxed. I closed the show on Friday last week saying the Dodgers are going to sweep the Giants. They're going to do it. I was rocking my Dodger gear. I'm always rocking Dodger gear. And uh, even at Raiders at minicamp on Wednesday, I was wearing a blue shirt and a Dodgers hat. And Will Kiss with the PR squad, he was like, I'm going to ban you guys wearing Dodgers gear out here. Because my buddy Joe Arrigo, he was wearing Dodgers gear. Paul Gutierrez, we were talking Dodgers as well uh, with Will. And we knew this big series was coming over the weekend. And I found the loophole. I got Dodgers hats in every single color. So I wore a silver shirt on, on Thursday, and I wore a silver and black Dodgers hat. And Will Kiss was like, oh, you got a hat, another hat. I'm like, I got every color in the world. So I'll keep on bringing, except orange, of course. I don't mess around with orange from the Giants. And the Dodgers, they go out there. They play the Giants in the Bay Area with the Dodger fans filling up the stadium because it was, you know, they got the pitch come that now instead of having to relay with the signs of catchers, they can just press a button and the pitchers they hear in their hat. Giants pitchers, they couldn't hear what was on the pitch comp because the Dodgers fans were so damn loud at AT&T Park. But the Giants fans, they got stuff to celebrate from their squad. The Giants here in game one beat L.A. Giants seven, the Dodgers two. Seven to two, game one. Walker Bueller, four innings pitch, four hits, three earned runs, six strikeouts. His ERA went down to 402. And after the game, it was announced that he was hurt. He's going to be out six to eight weeks. And a buddy of mine, he texted me, he's like, hey, man, Walker Bueller's hurt. I told him, I'm hurt watching him play. The way he's pitching, he's not Walker. I prefer him to chill out, relax, get better, recover. And then come back strong when he, when we need him the most. September, October, that's when we need him. Right now, the best pitchers in the Dodgers are Tony Gonsolin, if you're a Dodger fan, you know him, and Tyler Anderson, a Vegas kid. They're the ones that every time they start, it seems like the Dodgers win. After Bueller pitched on Friday, Kershaw pitched on Saturday. He's back, Dodgers fans. But the wins weren't. As a hard ground ball to second, over to his left into the outfield goes Estrada in a slide. And on his backside, he throws the ball to first in time for the out. And the game is over. He played that ball as if his very life depended on it. Well, he ended up giving the win to the San Francisco Giants 3-2. to two. The Dodgers with runnings in scoring position were terrible. Two for ten in that game. They had bases loaded to end the seventh and eighth innings. They couldn't deliver, and they ended up suffering and losing three to two. So they scored four runs between the first 18 innings against the Giants. And in the last nine, they didn't score a single one. They lost again. Swing the ground ball to third. Nice hop for Flores. The throw to first. And the ball game is over. And for the third day in a row, here at home. The Giants beat L.A. The Giants, two. The Dodgers, nothing. Great pitching duel between Carlos Rodon and Julio Urias for the Mexican Urias. Six innings pitched, three hits, two earned runs. Both came in the first inning. Ten strikeouts. He was amazing. But Dodgers batting once again. Ten opportunities with runners in scoring position. Zero hits. Terrible by the L.A. Dodgers. We need a slump buster. 
And this week, Tuesday and Wednesday, they got the Angels. The Angels, who are not doing very well recently, the Dodgers, they need to beat them. And I know a lot of Raider fans in L.A., we cross over with the Dodgers, too. So I hope the Dodgers end up making us happy this week because last week it was terrible getting swept by the Giants, which also there are Raider fans who are Giants fans that enjoyed it in the Bay. So it's definitely going to be interesting. Coming up next, Raider Nation, Unnecessary Roughness with Q. Don't miss it. From 2 to 5 and then tomorrow from 7 to 10 a.m., you got the morning tailgate and inside the huddle with Clay Baker, Heidi Fang, and Vinny Vonsignor. I'm Harry Ruiz. I hope you have a fantastic week, Raider Nation.